All right, Sam Bush, John Cowan, recorded live at Telluride. How you doing, Sam? Doing great, Jim. I'm glad to see you. Man, good to see you. Somebody again, said the weather. Buddy. You brought this awful weather. I said, it looks great outside to me. <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, Sam, uh, that Telluride recording, which I actually think is uh, from the early 90s or something, uh, but it really takes me back in time, and it's almost like the prehistoric era to, to think about when you and I first met each other. Here in Bloomington, you came to a, a New Grass Revival played in a dorm or something, <laughs> and right, right quad, I think, and I believe I interviewed you and John on WQAX. Yes. Now, were you a friend of John's before that? Yeah, yeah. Y'all knew each Evansville, other. Yeah. I, I remember meeting you through with John. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's so long ago, I don't even want to count the years. Here we are in 2020. You're the king of Telluride. Um, and I... Th- I think about the 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 true um, just uh, I was so lucky to know you guys and actually go to Telluride and hang out with you guys 77 78 76 77 78 when when this whole thing of uh, quote unquote new grass progressive bluegrass was starting and to me it was just Really exciting music then, but to it was s- s- well, it still is. <laughs> it can be, uh, but but to think about what has come in its wake with bands like Green Sky, Bluegrass, String Cheese, Incident, Infamous, String Dusters, Punch Brothers, them all, you know, music would have evolved, but not quite the same way had not New Grass Revival come it, along. It is wild to think, yeah, that that, uh, and even before them, uh, leftover salmon. Was probably yeah. leftover salmon guys were right. in the audience at Telluride for Newgrass yeah. Revival. Yeah. So many of those people, I guess, I wonder if any of those people you just mentioned ever actually saw Newgrass Revival because we stopped playing. Our last show was opening for the Grateful Dead, uh, New Year's Eve, nineteen eighty nine. But we 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 didn't make it into nineteen ninety. We played at seven thirty that night <laughs> in the <laughs> Oakland Coliseum, and it was a great way to go out. But yeah, when you think about that Telluride time. Uh, when we first got there, it was ni- our first year was 1975, and it was their second festival. So we mm-hmm. were the first band they hired that wasn't from Colorado. Right. And so I think some uh, some of the guys, the promoters, saw us at the Winfield Kansas Festival the year before and said, "We, you know, let's get them." And uh, and it just kind of started snowballing because we went there and had the time of our lives. And uh, so then we started telling our pals about it, which at the time, the I think the three main ones I can think of were. John Hartford, of course, mm-hmm. um, uh, Brian Bowers, the auto heart player, and Peter Rowan. So before Brian, you know it, Brian then, the, Bowers, next, then yeah. the next few years, now Brian and Peter are there. Uh, first year at Telluride in 75, met Tim O'Brien. He was the fiddler in a, in a band called the Ophelia Swing Band. So mm-hmm. that's how long this has all been going. And it, it and I, we, we felt that way at the time, like we were in this new place because, boy, when a bunch of Kentucky boys made it out there. And I mean, and everybody in Colorado would say, oh, it's only four hours from Denver. Yeah, right, by, in, who's, in who's plane? <laughs> and um, so we uh, got there, and, and it really, it just kind of hit us all that this is, it's like the wide open space is, wow, look at this. And, and it was that as if 
that was the attitude of, of that audience that came to. Mm-hmm. And, and just that whole state and, and the music scene out there, there was just all kinds of great music going on in Colorado. Well, we forgot to mention that you're in town to play a big show tonight. We we're are. We're so excited to talk about We got the stuff. Sam Bush Band. We're all That's rocking Busker here. Chumley Theater. Yes. Yeah. Buster Chumley. Now, people our age remember Chumley as Tennessee Tuxedo sidekick. <laughs> you, you're throwing, it's an old reference, you're kids. You're throwing him off. You're throwing me off. Sam's a funny guy. You're going to be uh, uh, thoroughly entertained by musical wizardry and uh, laugh a lot if you go to the show tonight. Now, Sam, we're talking about uh, <clears throat> back in the day, tell you right, and how it like sparked the whole thing. Let me tell you a little bit about an experience I had this summer because through the magical world of the internet now and the wonderful community radio station, KOTO in oh, yeah. Telluride, Colorado, which was the reason I was there in 76 and ran into you guys right, right here. Um, they, they broadcast the, the Telluride Bluegrass Festival like full on, everything. So I, I sat in my house all weekend with my phone jacked into my board and uh, a mixing board, EQ'd the sound put a little echo on there so it sounded like the mountains. Uh-huh. And it was just like Goosebump City thinking about, you know, the 40-plus years that have transpired. And then I heard your set, your your headline set. And uh, you just, you and your band just tore it up. And then you came back for an encore, I believe, and you played a, a crazy what did we play? John McLaughlin Mahavishnu piece. And then you played... Uh, your song "Stop the Violence," oh, yeah. and you sounded like the Clash. You know, I mean, it's just <laughs> like punk rock, fusion jazz. I mean, everything, and uh, um, just man, you're amazing. Well, it's all. I mean, it, that that's part of my musical brain. In that, uh, you know, the first time I heard Bob Marley, I related that to to Bill mm-hmm. Monroe because of the way Bob played rhythm on the guitar. It reminded me of Monroe's. Yeah mandolin shop but i mean it's it's all it's all great music i mean and we grew up in a time where uh i can you know on the radio you know you'd have the cream but, mm-hmm. but you'd also have you know patulia patula clark i mean you have all these different things and it wasn't there weren't there didn't seem to be the dividing lines people like to label music with it's you'd all have, just music you'd have the singing nun Right, Dominique, <laughs> Nika, Nika, which all we, all, I think any, all anyone ever knew was Dominique was that, yeah. but uh, and and so it uh, when uh, that song stopped the violence, um, Jeff Black and I wrote that probably ten years ago, and and mm-hmm. I you know I didn't know if I was ever going to record it, but it just reached a point. Uh, all were you know, just some songwriter, a couple songwriters wishing for a less violent world, and mm-hmm. we wanted to write a song about it. But as we were doing, I always wrote I wrote it as a rock and roll kind of song. And then the more we were playing, I went, wow, this is kind of Hendrix style. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. But we, again, we're influenced by so much now. And when you were speaking of the young blue, the young bands like Green Sky and, and, and um, String Dusters and those people, it uh, I, it's wild because I've played with them a lot over the years. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've ridden the Yonder Mountain String Band bus with them and I played with Green Sky when they were, you know, first getting going. I think of them as my contemporaries. I think they think of me as <laughs> Uncle Sam, <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> or Granddad. I don't know. Well, you were talking about the uh, the reggae influence, and that's certainly <laughs> crept into your music over the years. It has. Do you know whose birthday it is today? Is this Bob's birthday? It's Bob Marley's birthday. How would Bob Marley have been? I'm, I'm not aware. I don't know. Because uh, I still love his music so much, and, and uh, he still, 
for me is the defining voice of reggae music yeah. and and of course that's just me i don't mean to you know say that he is yeah. but but i didn't realize what inc- i i only listen i listen to music as one giant sound and uh and as i was saying the first thing that attracted me to reggae was bob's rhythm guitar playing yeah. then i noticed more about the singing and and his songs and didn't realize that he was singing you know songs of faith for him so to speak and but the, it's you know gosh i love bob and happy birthday bob marley well, you know you mentioned bill monroe in comparison to to bob marley and i never thought about that but if you think about marley's rhythm uh-huh. It's kind of like a slowed down Bill Monroe mandolin. Challenge. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And that, you know, I, that's the way our crazy brains hear it. Yeah. But, uh, and when you think of them both being so, and Bill Monroe started a style of music, Bob did not start reggae, but he sure made it a worldwide sound. Speaking of Bill Monroe, I thought of something just last night. And that's the fact that. <clears throat> When Bill came out with his music, they didn't have a name for it. Right. And they called it Bluegrass because his band was called the Bluegrass Boys. So so if we, he was from Indiana, if he, it could have been called Hoosier Grass. No. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is New Grass Revival came up with a new form of fusing musical elements. And what do they call it now? Some people call it okay. New Grass. There's not too many... Uh, um, uh, musicians and bands who who get genres of music nicknamed after them no there aren't and well and we as when when we were naming our band we were an offshoot of a band we were little from louisville an offshoot of the band the bluegrass alliance mm-hmm. and so we we asked our fiddle player to leave the band he said well you can't fire me on the name so we went oh so and the other four of us went well then we all quit and so we but we kept trying to figure it out and I think at the time it was trendy in bluegrass to have something grass in your name, whatever mm-hmm. offshoot of bluegrass. And but it seemed that new grass, and that was we weren't the first to ever use that. Matter of fact, Bluegrass Alliance called the, their one of their records new grass. Right. But that was originally used for, uh, that I know of by a guy named Walter Hensley in Baltimore. And anyhow, uh, it um, we were just trying. We were influenced by people who had already deviated from bluegrass in the 60s, the Osborne brothers, mm-hmm. the Dillards, Jim and Jesse, and the Country Gentlemen. And so we uh, we felt we, that name meant that we were, if anything, reviving a style that had already been started by the people we looked up to. And John Hartford was one of those people in, in that mix, too, we looked up to. Well, we were doing some time traveling here with Sam Bush on the radio today. We already traveled back in time 40-plus years to Telluride. Before we let you go here, Sam, I want to go way back uh, into your beginnings because you really were a child prodigy on the fiddle. And um, you, uh, I've never heard it, but I just read today that you recorded your first album when you were a senior in high school. I did. And, I actually might have been a junior still, but, but uh, me and, well, the, and the great banjo picker, Alan Mundy, and I, and a guitar player named Wayne Stewart, we made a we had a trio and our thing was uh taking texas fiddle tunes and playing them on mail and banjo and and i played some fiddle obviously on those things and we made our own record in which and i played bass in the high school orchestra stand up upright bass mm-hmm. and so i would generally we, we figured out how to hook two tape recorders together and, and make calls what was it called sound on sound at the right. time and um and we made our own record and so then when we tried so then when we sent it to record labels 
they didn't believe that youngsters from Kentucky had actually, there was two labels that didn't believe we really played it. They accused <laughs> us of taping a record and sending it to them. <laughs> well, thinking about how the, the music just stretched out, uh, you know, surely that was part of your creativity, but it was also kind of of the time. It was in yes. the air where it was exciting to bring together uh, various genres of music and also write and perform compositions that were longer than three minutes and 15 seconds. Yep. And, and that all went in well when we mentioned Newgrass Revival. Our very first, you know, once we decided us four are going to play and do this, uh, the very first practice we had, we didn't call them rehearsals back then because nobody was doing dance steps, but uh, we, uh, <laughs> so we were just practicing. And I, I remember Ebo, our bass player, started hitting a lick on the bass, hitting a little riff. And then one of us would play, you know, just jam over it. And that, of course, not new because, I mean, I was, I was in high school, but he turned me on to the best of Atlantic jazz and hearing John Coltrane play My Favorite Things was the first time. Wow, so lyrical. Which, which had to be, yeah. you know, one of the most commercial things he ever did in his yeah. life. And but to hear that, I go, wow! You can just solo over thing, and the and, but of course, and being influenced by the cream, and you know, hearing people solo with open-ended solos, and that that very practice, we were playing this. Uh, I think I played like a long solo, and then all of a sudden, Courtney Johnson, our banjo player, just busted into "Lonesome Fiddle Blues" by Vassar Clements, and all that. That's actually, and so we ended up making that a tune and putting it on our first album. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was just a, it was a freedom of experimentation. That's why we started that band. We didn't. Well, I mean, we love bluegrass, and you'll hear some bluegrass tonight when we play. Um, but you'll hear it's a lot part of, of other things. Yeah, <laughs> it's, but it's all part of the DNA, and I feel very fortunate to have grown up in a time where I got to watch the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the Jefferson Airplane and Hendrix on TV, yeah. on the Smothers Brothers, on Ed <laughs> Sullivan. You know, this, I remember when the Stones got... Uh, what was it they had to, uh, when they did Let's Spend the Night Together, they had to... Spend some time together. Right, they had to Ed sing Sullivan. that on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> so it's, I feel really fortunate, you know, that in there, you know, right alongside Marvin Gaye, we didn't even think of it as, as soul music R&B. It was just all what was on the radio, Marvin Gaye and... and Canned uh, Heat. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, Going Up Country is a, is a radio hit. Joe South. Exactly. Tony Joe White. We could go on. We could. Uh, but while we're rattling off names, why don't you tell the, the listeners about your awesome band? Who's playing with you tonight? I, I am fortunate to have an awesome band. Uh, Chris Brown and his drums of renown, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> will be there in all his glory. Uh, uh, Stephen Mojin is our guitar player, and uh, Mojo is just a wonderful musician. Uh, actually, when, when, when he first started with us, he was you know, more of a mandolin player. And he's a great mandolin player, and I will jokingly say, and folks, he's a great mandolin player, so you're certainly not going to hear that tonight. So, uh, <laughs> But he's a wonderful singer, songwriter, producer. He's making his own record right now. And um, Todd Parks plays bass. Todd is, um, is a, I think he's got four music degrees from the University of Tennessee, so then I can jokingly say, so is that like one from a real school? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they have universities in Tennessee. I, I hear they do, <laughs> and uh, so and then uh, this is kind of a special time for our band because we have a brand new banjo player. His name is um, <laughs> name is uh, uh, <laughs> Wes Wes Corbett. Wes Corbett, oh, we played our first show a couple of weeks ago with Wes on banjo, and he is 
one of these uh, 33 years old, he's one of the youngsters that came up listening very much to Bela Fleck and is influenced mm-hmm. by Bela and, and uh, Tony Trishka. And so he's in a very progressive, but of course we all know the rules of bluegrass, but this is Wes's second show tonight. And it's just, it's a really oh, neat time. He's a wonderful young player and a wonderful player. And so uh, that's, it's, we kind of got some new, you know, whenever we, we all, I mean, I love, playing with the same people as you know all over the years and so chris brown and i chris our drummer we next year will be his 20th so that we've played together and uh some people don't like drums with bluegrass instruments i love this kind of stuff plus it opens up our door because we have an electric side of it where i play Mm -hmm. my electric fender mandolin steven plays electric guitar and so we have that kind of uh kind of thought pattern too so no i'm uh, Norman Blake, the great guitarist, one time said, well, there's really only two kinds of music, good and bad, and I like good. Then <laughs> <laughs> Towns Van Zant said something like, you know, you got you got your good music, and then you got your zippity-doo-dah. Yeah, what do you call it? You said something about sad music, and then you have zippity-doo-dah. <laughs> well, I like both kinds. <laughs> I like the zippity-doo-dah, too. <laughs> um, recording. You, you got a recording in the works? New I'm never in a hurry, Jim. I, you know. Well, I know. I get. I mean, That's I stay. Good. Every I stay five busy. Years is, good. is it five years already? It is. Uh, actually, I have. I I can't talk about it too much because I. And but I think the first, the next thing I'm going to do, uh, talking with management, is that I want to. I want to try doing. I'm, I am. I am in a studio uh, in a project where. Uh, what started out is me, make, I make home demos for myself, mm-hmm. go to Florida and I make tapes because I have time to do it. Yeah. They're not really tapes, but we know what I mean. Yeah. And, uh, where I just sit and play all the instruments myself and usually use these as examples to show the band and go, here's me doing it all. Now y'all make it better. Mm-hmm. Well, I, they sound okay. And, and I don't want to saddle the band with all these songs that I've, that I've been doing by myself because they're not always, you know, for stage. Mm-hmm. Some, some songs are great on record that don't perform, you know, they're just kind of, they're not high energy or whatever you. So I think we're, we're going to try doing what's the term now waterfalling. So putting one out like digitally once a month. Oh, okay. And then maybe if I feel, if I feel good about it, we'll make a collection and put them all in one. I think I've got nine tunes together right now so doing that but all in and that being said i still want to uh get get this band wes is just coming in we're mm-hmm. we'll be working up some new tunes right now wes is just learning the catalog of what the band does but uh hope to get back in the studio with full group by the end of uh april maybe may is really more realistic but so in may i really want to start recording and uh, I'm enthused, you know. Well, don't book the studio for the last weekend in May because you're going to be up here for the John Hartford Festival. Very much looking forward to that. I, without going deeply into it, I missed it last year, yeah. and uh, I was having a, I had a health issue, and I was hospitalized for a while yeah. and stuff. So, I, if anything, Jim, I think those kind of things just help renew your enthusiasm oh, when you get you. back on your feet. And because uh, so, I'm just so happy to be playing. And and when you mentioned Telluride last year. That was my first show back after 
having to cancel a couple well, of months, could, and it was pretty emotional for me at dude, the time. Dude, you could feel the energy coming over the internet as I was sitting oh, at I home was, listening. I was so jazzed. I really didn't have good energy then, and, and uh, just you know, but I was so jazzed to be back and yeah. playing, and and yeah. and to and to get to be in Telluride because I was afraid I was going to miss it, and it was my forty fifth consecutive Telluride festival. It's really hard yeah. to believe. I mean, you know how how I haven't missed one somewhere mm-hmm. because. For part of those years, uh, for five years, I was working in Amy Lou Harris's band, but mm-hmm. she always understood that I wanted to get to Telluride just as so maybe even John Count and I could play together, and and uh, and and a number of some of those years, she, the, her band was there, so I was there at the Nash Ramblers. Yeah. So it it's a fortunate situation. I feel like. Well, speaking of John, he's also booked for the Hartford Festival. Uh, That's right. Do you think? You and him might get up and do a little feet song or something. I don't know. I mean, we hadn't talked. Uh, <laughs> we haven't. We haven't uh, talked about that. We talk. I don't know, get me I'm, wrong. I love I'm John Cowan. He's. I'm just hoping he's he's one of my oldest friendships yeah. and uh, yeah, one of my oldest friends. Yeah, yeah. and uh, me and me and the cow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Evansville Songbird. The Evansville Songbird, ladies and gentlemen, and all his glory will be there. But uh, very much looking forward to the Hartford Festival. But tonight at the bus, Kirk Chumley. I mean, this is, uh, I've been happy, I'm happy to get into the, the theater here in Bloomington. It's always right. been a great town. We're going to let a little Sam Mandolin creep up here in the background. <clears throat> We've gone a little bit over time, but <clears throat> that's pretty good for we me. Could go for <laughs> we could go for a while. We could go for a while, Sam. And uh, I hope you can get back uh, in May before the Hartford Festival, maybe even do a little live music here in it's, that big room okay. over there. Oh, yeah. It's a possibility. Sweet. All right, this is Jim Mannion on WFHB with my very special guest today, Sam Bush, who will be performing at the Buzzkirk Chumley tonight at 8 o'clock with the Sam Bush Band. I'll be back with more of the afternoon music mix after I give my buddy Sam a high five. We're fiving. All right, good to see you. Have a good show tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Glad to be here.